is GP Mac, and welcome to Liberty Relearn, not just another conservative blog. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Almost eight years ago, in one of my very first postings on LibertyRelearn.com, I asked a very basic yet important question Is America really a free country? Now, back then, when I asked that question, we were under the Obama regime, and to give you a little bit of context, uh, the Supreme Court had just passed, uh, just ruled on whether or not Obamacare, certain sections of Obamacare were constitutional. Basically, the one uh, part of it which forces ordinary people into commerce to buy things that maybe they don't need or want. And so, and that was really the triggering event of uh, me starting the Liberty Relearn podcast. It was my concern for a government that could do this, that could make its citizens do this, make its consistence uh, buy things that they didn't want or need necessarily. Uh, any country that could do that would not really be a free country. You do have to actually question whether or not that was uh, a free country and so eight years later uh, we're still asking that ourselves that question and it is still as pertinent as we'll see as I think it was back then when I first wrote these words and so here is from my essay uh, done almost eight years ago, is America really a free country? It's a free country, as the saying goes. We, as Americans, have been brought up to believe this. Our founding fathers even put it in writing. We say it without giving it much thought. It's cliche. If we were forced to answer this question honestly, could we really answer in the affirmative? Even if we allow for some moral restrictions on our actions, can we, with intellectual honesty, say that America in the 21st century is a truly free country? In 2010, a law was passed requiring Americans to engage in commerce, whether they wanted to or not, whether they needed it or not. On top of that, the product was made more expensive by requiring services that the buyers in some cases could not possibly use. The law, of course, is the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare. Worse than such a law even being passed is that the Supreme Court of the United States actually upheld it, or at least a key provision of the law known as the Individual Mandate. Their decision apparently arrived through a lot of legal gymnastics was the individual mandate penalty is a tax and as such could be broadly regulated. At that point, any pretense that America was a free country went up in smoke. This SCOTUS ruling meant that the government could make its citizens purchase anything, yes, anything. 
This is not hyperbole, exaggeration, or hysteria. The government, indeed, could force you to buy a book, a car, any manner of goods or services, as long as the penalty for not doing so was called a tax. Government's power over commerce need not stop there. By the same logic, it could forbid even handpicked which goods are allowed to be sold. Under SCOTUS's reading of the government's power to tax, there would be nothing keeping Congress from decreeing only American-made electric cars be sold. Of course, the American people would first have to vote in legislators with sufficient disregard for individual liberty, but we're too smart to let that happen, right? Okay, so we learned our lesson with the Affordable Care Act and threw out those in Congress willing to play fast and loose with our liberty. The Constitution says that Congress makes the laws, so we are therefore, for the moment, safe from our government forcing us to buy American-made electric cars. Yes? No. Not necessarily. President Obama has decided he does not need Congress. He has a phone and a pen, read staff and flail, that give him the power through executive order to instruct the proper regulatory body to create virtual law through regulation. He believes he can roll through executive order and in fact has managed to do so. He, as he sees it, could issue an order to the EPA and a non-elected body to regulate the production of fossil fuel out of existence and thereby making gas-fueled vehicles no longer a viable option for transportation. Crazy, he is attempting to do exactly that. Onerous regulations in the coal industry at his direction already make it almost impossible to build an economically viable coal fire plant. He will not allow a pipeline to be built to move Canadian oil, despite the fact that it is actually safer to transport in that way than with rail or over the roads. As for the American-made part, he basically federalized GM through the bailouts. Too bad their electric car has so far not met consumer needs. That window has closed, but should the automotive industry ever need another bailout, hope, if not change, springs eternal. And so as I read that essay, again, it was written almost eight years ago, uh, does any of that uh, sound familiar to you at all? Um, of course it does, because Biden, in his first days in office, uh, took some of the actions that I, I spoke of, basically uh, in efforts to outlaw, virtually, uh, fossil fuels and their use, and to promote the use of uh, things like um, electric vehicles. And so... One of President Biden's uh, very first actions, 
And this is an executive order. It's from the White House. It's stated January 20, 2021, Inauguration Day. Executive order on protecting public health and the environment and restoring science to tackle the climate crisis. And in this, it outlines uh, some of the things that uh, Biden uh, has done to basically um, fulfill the Obama plan uh, that I talked about then, um, continuing on with those goals of destroying the fossil fuel energy and promoting the use of uh, so-called alternative energy. And so uh, section four, for instance, talks about the Arctic, ref ref Arctic Refuge, known as ENWAR. Um, and it talks about deregulation and um, closing down effectively the lands, leasing the lands, the federal lands in ANWR for uh, oil production and exploration. So that was one of the first parts of it. Uh, then another part of it, he is um, in section six, he's revoking the March 2019 permit for the Keystone XL pipeline and of course I mentioned that in my essay that's one of the things that President Obama did and uh, President Trump lifted that ban and allowed the uh, production to continue and on his first day in office President Biden shut down the production of the Trans-Canada Keystone pipeline And let's see, uh, other provisions, basically, it's all designed to destroy the fossil fuel and, uh, industry and promote alternative um, regulations or, or alternative uh, fuel productions. And so I'm going to go back to this. Um, Let's see, uh, going back to my article, uh, government's power over commerce need not stop there. By the same logic, it could forbid even handpick which goods are allowed to be sold. Under Scotus's reading of the government's power to tax, there would be nothing keeping Congress from decreeing only American-made electric cars be sold. Of course, the American people would first have to vote in legislators with sufficient disregard for individual liberty, but we're too smart to let that happen, right? Well, of course, unfortunately, we know the answer to that. The answer, well, is both yes and no. Um, roughly half of Americans are not smart enough or don't care enough about American liberty to let this happen, and the other half um, are. So the other half um, I was just speaking of, they won back the House and so now they are able again to limit uh, what the President is doing with regards to this. Um, so let's go back. Um, he believes 
again, this is from my article, he believes he can roll through executive order, and in fact has managed to do so. He, as he sees it, could issue an order to the EPA and non-elected body to regulate the production of fossil fuel out of existence and thereby make gas-fueled vehicles no longer a viable option for transportation. Crazy? Well, obviously that wasn't crazy because that's exactly what Biden is doing and has uh, continued to try to do with through his executive orders and while the Democrats helped Congress to do it that way also. And so he has um, indeed ordered the uh, EPA, a non-elected body, uh, to regulate the production of fossil fuel out of existence. He said that um, going forward, uh, eventually there will be no fossil fuels be allowed to make in this country. There'll be no, I think he mentioned coal specifically, but he was talking about uh, fossil fuels. And so, and that was one of his campaign promises. And of course, in one of his executive orders, very first ones um, that I just read to you, uh, he starts out doing exactly that. So, um, when I say um, about it being crazy, well, no, unfortunately, no, it's not. And so, let's talk about some of his other, uh, Biden's other executive orders. Now, I remember a lot of people um, say that uh, the Biden administration is just a continue continuation of the Obama administration. Um, and that's certainly what it looks like here. Because um, all these things that I wrote about eight years ago under Obama, uh, Biden has picked up without really missing a beat. He's, he's continuing on. And the only limiting uh, principle for him uh, right now is, is two things. It's a Republican-held House we have that for at least two years, so hopefully we'll make the best of it. And we have a couple of pretty good picks for uh, SCOTUS, um, the Supreme Court, which I think the Supreme Court, um, in its current makeup, probably would not have uh, ruled as the Supreme Court I mentioned uh, in my article eight years ago did. Um, they would probably not allow such fast and loose language when it comes to taxation and if it's taxed therefore the Congress has the power to regulate it um, etc etc I think they would have been a little bit more conservative in their reading of uh, and, and interpretation of the Constitution I don't think you would get a ruling like this um, with the uh, Supreme Court in, in its current makeup. Obviously, we're only one or really one uh, Supreme Court justice away from that flipping over back to one that would rule uh, substantially like uh, this one did back in uh, April of 2015. And so it's interesting to see. Um, what the what this president has done 
with regards to ruling by fiat, ruling by executive order. Um, another executive order that he made was one where, well, first he kind of ordered himself emergency powers under COVID, um, which he has promised to relinquish um, on May 11th. I don't know why, what happens on May 11th that ends the COVID-19 crisis, as I mentioned in last week's podcast when I talked about it. Uh, I showed you a graph by Worldometers where you could see exactly, well, pretty much the exact time frame where the crisis actually ended. We didn't know it at the time. We didn't know that uh, COVID numbers, uh, deaths in particular, would not go back up, um, but they never did. They never spiked. They never had another spike like that um, just prior to that that winter in uh 2022 and so now we know that uh, for at least a year now we've been out of a COVID-19 crisis Um, even the uh, uh, President Biden in a rare moment of clarity has admitted that the uh, COVID-19 pandemic is over he's on record but then he had to walk that back and so now he's agreed to uh, call off his emergency powers, uh, revoke his own emergency powers on May 11th. We'll see if he does that or he does something else, grants himself some other extension of the emergency. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, the COVID numbers don't bear it out. They didn't return. They never spiked up to the levels they were. Um, in the winter of 2021-22 so they never they never went back up we never had that spike of the you know over the winter of 2022-2023 the one the winter that just ended a few days ago on the calendar and so we never really had that spike um I guess you always get a spike of respiratory diseases such as uh, flu, um, colds, and like that. And so, of course, there there's, has been, we've seen spikes of COVID-19 also. But again, didn't get nearly the spike as we did um, in the year of 2021-2022, winter of 2021-2022. Um, so that's one thing he's used COVID-19 as an excuse to flex his muscles Um, another one of his early uh, acts as um, president back in March of 2021 uh, in his first hundred days if not his first day I forget but very early on he uh, tried, well, he expanded basically the government's role in controlling our lives with regards to um, uh, the COVID-19. He mandated, if you remember, he invoked the De- Defense Production Act, um, forcing certain industries to make more of the, um, the COVID-19 
uh, vaccine. And so he did that. And ever since then, he is ruled by fiat. No one really, I think, um, was surprised by this. Certainly I wasn't. Um, and you can see I was writing eight years ago when Obama was in power, how he used the his quote-unquote uh, sword and or um, yeah his phone and his pen uh, more likely as a um, you know a a staff and flail like an Egyptian pharaoh would, and so it's no surprise that the very next Democrat. Um, to take office would rule, would rule, attempt to rule by such non-democratic means, uh, ruling by fiat. And so again, under the Biden regime, we're we are forced to ask ourselves this rhetorical question. Um, not so rhetorical um, now after COVID, it seems, is America really a free country? I want to thank you for watching and listening and following LibertyRelearn.com online and following at LR Podcast on Getter and Liberty Relearn on Facebook and me, JP Mac on Parlor. So thank you and please like and subscribe. Give us five-star reviews and don't be afraid to interact, ask questions about the video. Thank you.